Oh my gosh. Welcome to welcome back to Rotten Potatoes, a bonus episode, a special episode, uh, just for our tiny little tater tots out there. Uh, this is a podcast where four friends remove review movies that you absolutely sh- should have seen already, but at least one of us hasn't. My name's Tyler. I'm here with three of my friends, and we're talking about something really special, Barbenheimer. Yes. Also, this is a podcast where four friends sit down and remove movies from the, <laughs> library, of Congress. Congress. From the library of Congress. A, I'm Jake. You're uh, a congressman. I'm Zach. We, we used to have a piece of lore where once we put the review in the books that it, it that it evaporated from movie history. Yeah, I'm sure that's, that's still in the lore. Uh, but Jake, uh, with that in mind, like, are you now removing extra movies from Congress? <laughs> I guess I am. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Like all of our movies are, they're, they're gone. They're gone. The yeah. Searcher is too bad. Hope you didn't want to see it in Congress. Wait, what was that movie? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm curious, what when in Oppenheimer was that audio that you pulled from the beginning of this episode? Yeah, that was the least Barbie sound. That was the sound. I what I did was I slowed down the explosion sound. Okay. Yeah. And that's what that is. <laughs> that's yeah. what it yeah. You want to like. hear it again? It just, I mean, to be more accurate, Scott didn't slow down that sound. We just sent that to Chris. Oh, and he sped it up and oh, for used the movie. that for yeah. the movie and just really blew up the amps. I got a credit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jake was very deep as a special thanks. Yeah. That's pretty wild. Uh, considering the perfectionist that Chris Nolan is. Are you saying that that wasn't perfect? He, you know, he and Ludwig like worked on it for hours. If Chris used it, then it clearly is perfect. Yeah. So I'm not saying that at all, Jake. Okay. You were weird. good. You were great as the bomb. I, I appreciate uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> I just put it on a flash drive and mailed it to him. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's cool that he uh, received it. Yeah. He took it out and listened to it <laughs> yeah. and thought this would be great as the bomb if I sped this up. Yeah. If anybody mailed me a flash drive, I would call the police. You'd <laughs> <laughs> like, be like, this is clearly a hostage situation. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I definitely wouldn't want to plug it into my computer. No, that that that's uh, security that's 101. That's why none of you are Chris Nolan. That's true. I'll just say that. Chris oh, Nolan doesn't geez. know much about computer security. <laughs> well, we are in the midst of probably, like Jake, Zach, uh, you were both saying, one of the greatest cinematic moments of our lifetime, which is Barbenheimer. Yeah. Uh, at least as far as the internet is concerned. Without a doubt. It, uh, the first weekend of Barbenheimer was the fourth highest box office grossing weekend of all time. And I think a big part of that is because you get to see literally me on the screen. Do you that know is a the, big part of it. Do you know the first three like ahead of it or no? Uh, in f- I don't know in what order. Actually, I think I, I may. I know the third was um, Force Awakens. Okay. And then I don't know in what order, but then it was Infinity War and Endgame. Oh, I'm cool. assuming Endgame was probably number one. Mm. Probably. And Endgame is very far ahead. Of all three of the others. Mm, sure. But then this past week, actually the week that we're recording this right now, which today is August 1st, uh, was the most profitable week in AMC's history. Oh, wow. Hey, so, you know what? Good for them. Like, truly. Like, I mean that. Like, theaters are back. So theaters, people are like, theaters have had a rough... Let's they go have. watch Barbenheimer and the worst Kidman theater out there. Nicole Kidman saved AMC. <laughs> so you're not a, an AMC fan. 
No, I don't like getting crickets in my shorts, so. <laughs> Did that happen to you? <laughs> what does what? that mean? Specific. There's no way that happened to you more than once. <laughs> that is too specific I for you know. to make I, up on the spot. It really was made up shorts? on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> crickets in your shorts. You know, but you go to the worst <laughs> movie theater I've ever been to uh, on the regular so I feel like you can't Harkins talk. Harkins is way better than AMC. No, it's not. I would Harkins rather go to any AMC than Harkins, except for Harkins does have a good loyalty program. But yeah. Other than that, the the Marina Valley Harkins is not good. I've had the one theater of the, experience is garbage. The Redlands <laughs> Harkins is a nice theater. Yeah, the Redlands Harkins is really nice. The Mobile Harkins is dog. Just shit. note the only reason why we've gone to that theater so many times, myself included, is because of you. It's yeah, because you it's wouldn't. Where I'm going to go see movies. It's because you wouldn't hang out with us and watch movies if we didn't. If we didn't yeah. come to you. Well, especially after the IMAX experience, I will not be going back. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you before out we get once. into that, yeah, yeah let, let's talk, let's talk about Barbie. Before for we get a few into minutes. that, uh, let's talk about Barbie. Scott and I have not gotten to see it yet, but Jake, you and Zach have both gotten to see it. Jake, what you? What were your initial impressions? I think that Barbie was, for the most part, really fun and, like, entertaining. It wasn't, like, it's not, I don't think anybody's going to be shocked when I say, like, this movie wasn't made for me. But I really liked being in a theater with so many people that were so stoked for it. Like, there was more pink than I've ever seen in my life. And I, I had a good time watching it. I was bored at a couple parts. I think that the end dragged a little bit for me. I don't, I don't know if, I guess we can get into spoilers. I hope you guys don't care if I spoil some things about the Barbie movie. Well, I'm going to see it say, on Friday. Yeah. Let's say there are spoilers for both in this yeah. podcast. So every listener beware. Skip ahead a few seconds. Yeah. Uh, but the, like, basically the, you know, the Kens establish a Kendom, which is awesome. And I want to live in the Kendom. But uh, then the Barbies are dismantling the Kendom. Uh, and it just, it takes a little bit too long for me. I, I feel like they could have shortened that. And then there's a big Ken fight at the end that I also feel like was a little bit too long. Other than that, I don't have a ton of complaints. It was a good time. Uh, oh, the only other complaint I had was the Chevy product placement was insane. I think that's the only reason there was a chase scene in this movie. Uh, but other than that, I liked it. Zach, what do you think? Um, I liked it quite a bit. I think I definitely liked it more than Jake did. Um, and I feel like other than being a woman then I'm the closest thing that this is made for as a male who like loves Greta Gerwig. Uh, sure. Just so much. That and Barbie. Being, I do also love Barbie. Um, I didn't have a Ken growing up, but my brother did. I don't know why, because my, a Ken. my parents bought me a GI Joe. Yeah. I had GI Joe. And then they bought him a Ken. I had, and then they kind of tried to, kid. they kind of tried to play it off. Like, Oh, they're the same. Like, <laughs> I think my brother liked my G.I. Joe, and they're like, oh, this is the same as a G.I. Joe. Yeah. Did he ever try to put the G.I. Joe clothes on the Ken? No, because I think uh, Ken's clothes only fit him and Alan. So you can't (laughs) reverse. You can't do that with G.I. Joe. Ken's clothes only fit your brother and Alan? No, Ken. Ken and Alan. Ken and Alan. I thought you were just comparing your brother to Alan really quick, and I was like, that's a little bit mean, but also I I would like to be Alan still. Nice safe. Yeah. Um, anyways, I thought Barbie was was very funny. There was a, a lot of jokes that I really liked. I've thought quite a bit about how all the kids simultaneously sing Matchbox Twenty to their respective I Barbies, and that. that makes me laugh every time. I thought Ryan Gosling was very funny in this movie. I I see the same complaints that Jake has, and I wouldn't disagree with them. I don't think it's perfect. I think there's probably some pacing issues, um, and I think that if you try to think about like the logistics and the mechanisms of this movie, even a little bit, it kind of falls apart. But I also just don't think that that's 
like like you need to do that or that's really yeah, like the point of the movie at all. We could come in here and talk about how messed up Barbie Land is. Uh but I I agree. Like that's not the point of the movie and if you're if you're sitting there and you're actually like upset about the Ken oppression, then I think you missed I think you missed the movie. I think you've lost sight of the fact that this is just a comedy. Yeah, so like it, it's a it's laugh. a it's a good time. Yeah, uh, and I think also Ryan Gosling improvising and going around the corner and yelling "Sublime." Yeah, uh, after Barbie agrees to go out with him, it is one of it was Does hilarious. He yell the word "Sublime," yeah. or he yells lyrics from a Sublime song. No, he just goes around. <laughs> he, goes, he just goes around the corner and he's trying to play it cool, and he yells "Sublime," but it's nice. a Barbie dream house and there's no walls. Yeah, so, right. Uh, right. It, it, but it, it, like it was. It was good. It was, uh, it was funny. I wouldn't be opposed to watching the Barbie movie again. I would uh, definitely watch it again. You know, uh, but yeah. Worth seeing. Uh, we all saw Oppenheimer together. Uh, yes. Not to bury the lead, uh, but I'm going to still talk about Barbie for a second. Bummer. Um, but when we saw Oppenheimer together, we also saw it with our deceased friend, Dan. Mm. Yeah. Subscribe to our Patreon so we can give some money to his orphans. Yeah. Uh, he came back from the dead uh, just to see a movie with us, which I thought was uh, good on God. Yeah. We, you we, know, like, thanks God for letting Dan come back. Supported for, Mattel. We bought a Ouija board. They own. They yeah. Own, yeah. Uh-huh. And we put that on the seat next to us. Yeah. And we yeah. assumed it was Dan. <laughs> and we assumed it was Dan uh, in Oppenheimer. But, uh, but he, you know, he brought up that, uh, the, I mean, he didn't hold this opinion to be clear. Um, but he brought up that other people were telling him that, uh, that it, that this was like a woke movie. And I've heard since then from other people that there was like woke moments to Barbie. I haven't seen any like actual evidence to the fact, but I also haven't seen the movie. W- was there wokeness to the Barbie movie? I- and also, do we care? I mean, I don't care. Like that was Dan's like, point. He was like, "I don't care." Like, I, like there know. was a, there were a lot of mo. Like, I feel like this is the woke thing. Maybe, maybe, maybe Zach, you can disagree that this was what people are thinking it was woke. But there, there was a lot of talk about how difficult it is to be a woman, uh, and I feel like some people will think of that as woke. That uh, would be depressing if that was the woke. But part. like, I like it because it, like they, there was a lot of it, and I I feel like they came in heavy with it. I don't care that they came in heavy with it. If this is, you know, something that somebody needs or wants to hear, then I'm glad it's out there. And it's a Barbie girl in a Barbie world. So, you know, they told us in the song, you know, like, yeah, man, I, I think the people that think that Barbie's woke are the same people that hope Ron DeSantis can kill the woke mob. Ah, you know, I think a lot of people have read politics into this movie much more than necessary. So it's not there in your opinion. Uh, I think that it might be there as a joke. Uh, and so, because it, this is a satire at the end of the day. And right. there's a whole bit where Barbie comes to the real life and these little girls are like, you're part of the issue. You're oppressing women. You're the standard <laughs> of beauty. And we've been living in your shadows. Why would we like you? You're literally a fascist. And it's a joke. Right. But I think that they're almost trying to, like, I think a lot of people maybe think, like, that's the message of Barbie. Uh, And at the end of the day, too, the men in the movie are the butt of the joke. Pretty much all the time. There's a little bit of, like, emotional payoff for Ken. It's not all that deep. But, like, it's a comedy 
movie. Right. And I feel like we could probably, and not think really that hard, but come up with multiple comedy movies that we've all seen and laughed at and enjoyed it and that are very like culturally accepted or happened in the past where the women in the movie are dumb bimbos that are not portrayed well yeah. and no one cares. 100%. And so when it's the men who are, it's a huge issue apparently. That's interesting. So there was one joke in this because one of the whole bits of the movie is like, how do we distract the Kens? And it's basically get them to mansplain all their favorite things. And so one of the Barbies walks in and sees a Ken watching the Godfather. And she's like, is this a Godfather? I've never seen it. And he's like, how have you never seen the Godfather? It's the cinematic. And it made me laugh so much because it's, <laughs> that is literally me. And so it's like, if you can't, if you're not comfortable with being the butt of the joke and like laughing at a, hyperbolic version of yourself sure then yeah obviously you're not gonna like this movie but like take a joke yeah, yeah also like it's at the end of the day like i don't i don't want to detract from the movie and like be dismissive of it but at the end of the day this is a, a comedy movie about a children's doll right like who cares totally like it, it was good it was funny i was entertained let's stop like i don't know the way that you guys are talking about it is the internet like up in like it feels like you guys are trying really hard. No, to I feel like I brought it, it up, but okay. yes, the the there are a lot of. Because I haven't heard really anything about it. I know there are a lot of voices right now, like on the internet, saying Ben Shapiro specifically. Ben Shapiro made a ben forty Shapiro minute very video call. Like, yeah, ben sure. Shapiro, he made a forty minute video called Ben Shapiro destroys the Barbie movie for forty minutes. But you like to your point, it's Scott. Longer you said than the movie. Yeah. <laughs> to your point, like you said, he he hates everything or whatever. Like yeah. I feel like that's just kind of internet culture is to hate everything yeah. and to like instinctively think that anything that is not explicitly for your cause is against your cause. Well. And and I think that that like it, that being internet culture, I feel like I feel like leads a lot of people to believe that there is more outrage about things than there is. Exactly. Like this because you you see something on the internet and then you just assume that this is what everybody thinks or this is what a certain percentage of the population thinks, and it's just two losers, you know, like ten losers online on a subreddit complaining about the Barbie movie and how Ken is an idiot and he shouldn't be. But I don't know. I got to hang out over the weekend and I'm sorry, Scott, I cut you off. Do you want to jump in there? Just, I was going to say, I think hate gets a lot more clicks than love. Yep. Like, you know, if I, if I'm going to Seattle and I have two videos to choose from once 10 things I hate about Seattle versus 10 things I love about Seattle, I'm probably more likely to click on the hate because I want to prepare for the negative experiences. What about 10 things I hate about you, which is set in Seattle? <laughs> um, yeah. Was it? Yeah. It wasn't really set yeah. in Seattle. Oh, I don't remember that. That's funny. Uh, I I was gonna say over the weekend I I spent some time with um with a, a different group of friends. And you have other what? friends. What I know. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, but I was talking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was talking with uh one couple, uh Noah, who's very into movies, and we we spend most of our time like together talking about movies, Bernice, his wife, not so much. Uh, but we were talking about Barbie and we were talking about this phenomenon. Exactly. And it is crazy to me that like, you know, like just people, people are taking something so out of context, you know, because I asked her too. like part of why I was asking you guys is like, I have heard very conflicting, uh, like narratives on this. 
And I asked her, I asked you guys and, and you and her said pretty much the same thing. Uh, and I love that we as a podcast get to, uh, not just hate everything all the time. Sometimes we love things. And, uh, so Todd's, if you, uh, unless it's spirited away, unless it's spirited away, sorry, I like uh, it. unless it's anime, <laughs> honestly, we're going to hate it. Uh, but, uh, if you guys want to, you know, continue to support something that's uh, positive on the internet, you can help us make waves by uh, so subscribing to Patreon. Oh, yeah. We just launched Patreon. You can go to patreon.com forward slash Rotten Potato Pod. Yeah. And, you know, like get some exclusive content there and uh, help us get uh, a little bit of positivity on the internet around movies. And more than also, just content, there's merch yeah. out there, too. I think there's something to be said also for maybe if something's not for you. Just, just being happy that people enjoy it. Like, and I think that that was like, I liked Barbie, but I was, I even more liked it because of how much everybody else around me was enjoying it. And yeah. I, like, I liked that. And I was listening to a really, like kind of a fairly old podcast. Uh, just, I was doing something tedious at work and I didn't have anything. So I was listening to something. Joe very, Rogan. No, no, but it was, it was like, <laughs> I don't know. Shapiro. It was like, yeah, yeah. Ben Shapiro. It was like 15 years, 10, 10 years old or something. And then they were, they were talking about Twilight. And it was like, you know, like, you know, 30 year old guys. And they're like, I don't like Twilight, but I'm so glad that there's something out there that, you know, teenage girls love and they're, they're like losing their minds over. And then I thought about that and I was like, yeah, like, even if I don't like something, I'm just glad that something's out there that somebody likes. And even more specifically than that, I am so glad that not just Barbie, but Oppenheimer both are movies that everyone is really enjoying and getting together and celebrating and supporting that are non-sequel, non-prequel Original, original, original content. work. Yeah, original yeah. work. Yeah, I that like is why I'm so pro Barbenheimer right now more than anything. And Greta, like part of Barbenheimer, is Greta wrote and directed Barbie. Correct. Yeah. 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 So like original work from two auteurs essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With that, let's uh, let's switch over to Oppenheimer. Uh, we all four got to see that together with uh. uh cast of uh friends and family um what do you guys think of op Scott, what uh, jake jake why don't you go first i have been thinking about it since we watched it because i i think we talked about it and i was still processing i think there was a lot of the movie i think i loved it like i i, I really did it was a three-hour movie or over three hours right that moved at breakneck pace and it made me so tense. I never felt fatigued, though. I was I was bought in the entire time. I think I I was realizing I really love these these movies where you know we have some some scientist as the hero. I really like those. Uh, I guess it's just it you know a, a, appeals to me. So I, you think Oppenheimer is a hero? I think he is. I I think that in a lot of ways, and I, I think we'll, we can get into that was it a little bit more. of bait. I didn't know you were actually going to catch it. Um. <laughs> But uh, well, reel I, it in, Zach. Yeah. No, I, I there was kind of more of a joke, to be honest. No, I we can have that conversation. I think we can right have that now, conversation but after yeah, we get yeah, through yeah, everybody's yeah, takes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like to have a three hour movie that moves that quickly and and throws so much at you. And for me to have been bought in the whole time, never felt any fatigue, I think says a lot about the movie. Uh, that I think was really good. I think that I was more tense than I realized. And this movie has, I mean, I guess this is spoilers. This movie has, I think, the best tension cutting moment I've ever seen in a movie where, but just the three of us, Zach, Tyler, and I, I think we're laughing for too long at it. 
And I, I was thinking about it and I think it was because I was so tense. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I wasn't. I was, and I was just laughing. All of a sudden and, you heard the most juvenile joke I've ever yeah, heard in a Christmas where, where, where Truman just calls Oppenheimer a crybaby. And, and I was just laughing. And I, 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 it was just such a release of, you know, two hours of tension. Uh, uh, and I just, I, everything about this movie, I think worked. I think when we were talking about it, uh, you're like, what would we give this out of 10? I said nine. I think I would go higher. Honestly, I really, really liked it. I, uh, I, I similarly have thought about this movie. I like so much of my brain power has been devoted to this movie since we watched it. And, you know, I got so close to, to watching it again over the weekend and and I haven't yet. I, I fully plan to. I, I plan on probably seeing this several times in theaters, at least once more in 70 millimeter. For our listeners who have an opportunity, I know Scott's going to offer a different opinion on that, a dissenting opinion. Uh, I, I think it's absolutely worth it to watch it in 70 millimeter at least once. I, I think I'll probably try and see it in 70 millimeter one more time. Just to see it in film was uh, like, I mean the the visuals and and the grain in the film was so something I'm not used to. You know? I, I think I've only ever seen I, I might have seen one other movie in film ever. And Zach, I think you saw Hateful Eight in film. Is that yeah, correct? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Uh it really is a a different it, it's a different visceral experience, I think. Um but I loved it. Uh, it. It's it's one of those movies. There there have been a handful over the years. Um, Inglorious Bastards was one. Uh, the first Avatar was another, and I think this is the third movie I've ever experienced where I I don't want to, and and I'll put Dark Knight maybe slightly under this. I don't want to see it in theaters many times. I need to see it in theaters many times. I think I agree with that. Like I got home, it was like, you know, 11 o'clock when I got home and I literally looked to see if the Regal down the street from me was offering an 11 o'clock showtime <laughs> to go sit through another three hours of this immediately after watching it. And they weren't. And I was disappointed. And I spent another two hours watching YouTube videos about Oppenheimer's life because of this movie. Um, so that's my that's my initial take. I think similarly, I like my next audible credit is going towards uh, American Prometheus. I think is what the book was called that this yeah. inspired this movie. Yeah. Uh, I kind of want to save you for last, Scott. Yeah, go to Zach. Zach, what do you think? I'm I'm right in line with uh, with you, Tyler and Jake. Um, on all fronts, I, I've I've spent so much time thinking about this movie. Uh, now that I've had a little bit of distance from it, I'm, I am 100% sure that I did love it. It was such an overwhelming experience. It was the hardest I feel like I've ever had to work watching a movie. Cause like Jake said, it moves a mile a minute and there's so much movie crammed into that three hours. There is so much to keep up with. And I don't think I realized how emotionally invested in the film I was until I had a bit of time to um, to process the film. And so I think that there was there was a, mentally and emotionally a lot that I was processing during the movie. And I wasn't sure if I loved it, uh, but I do. I, I definitely do. At this point, 
I would feel confident saying that it's my favorite Chris Nolan movie, but I, I won't definitively say that because I feel like I need to rewatch some of his films to to know if, if I truly feel that way or not. I, I definitely loved watching it in 70 millimeter. Um, and uh, I think more than anything, I'm just kind of in awe of of Oppenheimer. Um, and so then again, it this movie is kind of right up my alley. Like I love a movie where you have a lot of important men talking about a very important cultural event or experience very intensely. Social Network is one of my favorite movies, A Few Good Men. Uh, this kind of feels like in that same realm and it's just done excellently. And I think that it's, I, I, I don't think Chris Nolan, like I don't think dialogue and like character development has ever necessarily been like his strong suit. And I think he did that really well in this one. And so I was really, um, I mean, I, I think I told someone that I already had insanely high respect for Chris Nolan as a filmmaker, but this movie just took it up another notch. I really loved Oppenheimer. I think the X factor for this, for him, for me, is the fact that this was his first truly true story. Like this isn't like a very adapted story. Yeah. Like much of what much of what exists in the movie is directly from source material. Um, and Jake, you had I think you maybe it was you Zach, but I think it was you Jake that said that it's fascinating that uh someone who's British, someone correct me. Oh, I think I if if, if I didn't say this to you, I've thought about it a lot. I think you said to I think you said to me that someone who's British had such an attention to detail about American history. I think that was because you and I talked about that on the car ride home. Oh, okay. I I thought about this a lot though because I watched an interview with. Christopher Nolan, and then I watched a separate interview with Killian Murphy, and I was like, "These Brits are over here, and they're they're telling us about the one of the greatest achievements in American history, and they're just a bunch of Brits, and one it, of, it, and one of the greatest American heroes, probably." Yeah, and and and, uh, and I would be annoyed if I didn't love the movie so much. I would be a little bit annoyed <laughs> about it. All right, Scott, uh, I know that you uh, told us in the theater that you liked it, but that it seemed like in the moment that maybe you liked it less than we did at the time. I'm dying to hear your thoughts as it's worn on you. Yeah, I'll start with saying uh, it was a miserable viewing experience. Nothing to do with the movie. Mm -hmm. It was no less than 85 degrees in the movie. (laughs) 85 degrees is like... It's not a temperature I would choose, but it's not that My hot. clothes oh, it were is hot. It was also stale. There was no air movement. I get, yeah. It was, my, my clothes were drenched when we finally got to stand up and leave. My AC went out the other day and it got 82 and I was miserable. You yeah. can exist in 85 and be comfortable. Here's the thing is, I've been training for this. <laughs> uh, what I did was I bought a house uh, that's two stories and 23 years old and has a very, not very good air conditioner. And I worked from home for a year. So I sat upstairs in a not very good air conditioner in Temecula, California uh, for two summers to get ready for this movie. Uh, and it, it had to have been at least 85 degrees up there, even with the air conditioner running because it, it wasn't a very good AC. It paid off because you were in pants and you were like, I, I felt fine. I was dry as a bone. Yeah. Yeah, and I know the theater we went to was a 4D theater, and I was like, is it hot in here on purpose because we're like, there's a bomb going off? They're, they're like, trying to make you uncomfortable. Yeah, like, I was like, is this like a, a the it's vibe also, they wanted? It's also one of the oldest uh, 70 millimeter 
uh, theaters in California. So yeah. that's, well, that's, they need to that's upgrade, what it is. They yeah. need to upgrade their, they uh, need, they do, they do need their to upgrade AC their unit. AC. Um, so I'll say like that had me just a little bit like off. Um, so I, I don't want to discredit the movie too much. I definitely checked my watch like five times throughout the movie. It felt super long to me and like it did drag on. Um, I think it could have been shorter. Um, I don't know exactly what I would cut out at this moment. Like I didn't think about that. Um, but I, I, it felt way too long to me. Um, I think there were so many things that were critically excellent about it. Like I do think cinematography was amazing. Um, set deck was amazing. Um, I think all the lighting and the unique ways they made some of the, the shots look were, were phenomenal. I think the way that he told the story through different times and different uh, perspectives and then changing the color on who it was, was a very cool and unique way of like doing it. Um, I had read about it beforehand, so I was prepared for it and I followed it the whole time. I know you guys were a little confused about it when we mm-hmm. first came out. Yeah. Um, and so I think in that way, I probably enjoyed that more than you guys did. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say, I think for me, I, the X factor wasn't as big as some of his other movies for me. Mm. I think this is probably mid to low for me with Chris Nolan, mm. but I don't think I've rated a Chris Nolan movie less than like a nine. Right. So yeah. <laughs> it's it, a, it's a short gap. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, I don't like, there's just so many things that in some of his other works that are like, Oh man, I love that movie. And I didn't feel that way in this one. Um, and so it's, I don't know exactly what it is and maybe it'll come over time. I don't think I'm going to watch it again immediately. I probably will watch it again down the road. Um, but I'm, I'm going to give it a little bit of time. Um, definitely will watch it at home. Keep the AC on. <laughs> Like I think, I think I, this is going to be the first movie I see more than once in theaters. I've I've never done it. I've what? never I've never felt like wow. paying. I I because I've I've always it, it's been hard for me to justify. It's like I already saw it. Am I going to see it in theaters again? But I feel like this is like, like the, the I I love the theater watching experience. Uh, it's so I'm surprised I've never done it. But I feel like this I will do. It's funny, Tyler, that you brought up the Dark Knight in that feeling of needing to see it yeah. multiple times. Yeah, yeah. I watched the Dark Knight. Four times in the, oh no, I'm sorry, three times in the first four days that it was released into theaters. So I am definitely, I can't relate to that, Jake, at all. Yeah, no, I just, I there's like there's the part of me that really wants to go see it again, and then there's a part of me that's like, are you gonna spend another? What is movies cost? Well, you don't know. IMAX tickets were more expensive. Well, am I gonna spend another what, seventeen bucks or whatever it is sure. to go see the movie a movie I've already seen? Uh, but I will, I think, do it again before this movie goes out of theaters, maybe in the next couple of weeks. I, uh, yeah, I, this is, this is a movie I'm going to see multiple times, probably not as much to be honest as I saw Avatar or Inglorious only based on like my responsibilities as a human being now, mm. like those movies came out and Dark Knight all came out before I was 18. Uh, or, or no, I'm sorry. Inglorious came out. I was 18 or 19. Um, but I had no Dark responsibilities have, at that point. Must have come out later than that. It was I think, 2008. It was, was when it I was really? 18 years old. Yeah. yeah. He was, was 18. Old? It was, it was July. It was my birthday. I, I have a, I remember going to see the dark Knight with my sister in theaters. Nobody wanted to take me. I guess I was too young. 
Yeah. So I, I guess I wasn't in high school. I, I wasn't allowed to go to the movies by myself, but my sister yeah. took me to see The Dark Knight uh, because I took the blame for her clogging the toilet. I I, <laughs> I saw that I saw I saw Dark Knight in multiple cities. Wait, just in throw multiple, her under the I bus. Know, right? I have three sisters. You don't know which one it was. It was Molly, <laughs> the younger one. <laughs> yeah, the younger one took Jake to the movies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I saw Dark Knight in multiple cities. Uh, my first experience uh, when Dark Knight came out, I was in Nashville, Tennessee, and I saw it again in Boise, Idaho. Wow. Uh, days later. Um, and then I saw it several, I, I think at least one or two more times in theaters, uh, at, for sure, at least once more in Riverside. Um, and then in glorious, I saw like it truly an innumerable amount of times. Like I, I ferried, I ferried souls to see, uh, Inglorious in theaters when it was just in dollar theaters, like you haven't seen this in theaters yet. Let's go now to Irvine to like this dollar theater to watch this movie. I won't be able to do that with op, but I'm going to see it a lot. I have three movies on my multiple times list. One was dark Knight. I saw that four times in theaters. Uh, one was force awakens. I also saw that four times in theaters. Oh, I saw force, force awakens more than once in theaters. And then I saw toy story three mm. twice in theaters. I think I, that was just because I had watched out here. Then we went to Pennsylvania to visit my family and my little niece wanted to watch it. And so that's what we watched. I think you, I think I saw it twice with you force awakens twice with you. It's possible. Yeah. Um, well, I'm going to cut our conversation short because this is a bonus up. And uh, neither Barbie nor Oppenheimer really qualified for us to be able to review this movie because, uh, well, at least Oppenheimer we've all seen. And both of these movies uh, have just come out. And our rule of thumb is that movies need to exist for five years for them to qualify as a movie that you absolutely should have seen already. Uh, and so we wanted to do this though, because it was so special. We wanted to do it just for you guys. So this is a little bonus episode. If you, if our tots out there, if our fans really want a more protracted conversation about either of these movies, let us know. Uh, you can flood our inbox at rotten potato pod at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at rotten potatoes pod. I think that's right. 99% positive that those are the two differences. Uh, we have definitely ignored, and I'm very sorry. Uh, we definitely have ignored uh, our Instagram for a little bit, but we do have some incredibly qualified individuals who have volunteered to jump in and help us reinvent that. We're excited about that. And we have released a Patreon that you can, I'm pretty sure, Scott, correct me if I'm wrong, that our uh, patrons can direct message us. They can us. DM us, yeah. Uh, so if you're a patron uh, on Patreon, you, direct access. you have direct access. <laughs> nope. No, I can't see it. Nope, you're not allowed. That's a bummer. <laughs> yeah, uh, eat sand. You Ooh. know, it has my banking account information on it. Yeah, so, so you're not you. allowed. You're not. You don't allowed. trust me? Yeah, not with my banking account information. Yeah, I'm a little bit offended. I would give you my bank account. <laughs> you have given me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you helped me set up my 401k. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jake, we'll definitely give you access to that. 
Uh, just definitely not you, Zach. That's fine. You know, I Remy, wanna... Remy, our, our general counsel specifically told me to not give you any more login information. And I don't know why, but I also wouldn't, you know, I'd push like it. Yeah, no, I, I would trust anything Remy says. And so if he has, if, if he doesn't trust my judgment, I would say trust his. <laughs> and, you know, I wanted to say, guys, we got some really exciting stuff uh, planned for Patreon. Jake and I are going to be doing um, an exclusive Barbie episode with Ben Shapiro. We're going to be oh, debating wow. with him. Did we get him? We got him. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would, Is this I where would... I have to pretend to be Ben Shapiro again? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> again. Yes. Again. <laughs> Zach, uh, real talk, I would be down to do a special Barbie episode with you for our Patreon. Oh, e even without Ben Shapiro? Even without Ben Shapiro. What if we got Scott to pretend to be Ben Shapiro? I would do that, too. I would do I would do it with anybody that's seen it, but uh, Tyler, can you be Tucker Carlson? I, Why can't he be can like get, a liberal person? Yeah, I can't. Tyler, no. can you get you fired? Guys are please, the liberal side, so we got to take the. I I can I can take a I. Can you be I, the green M and M? Yes, <laughs> I can be the green M and M for that. For also, sure. I like the idea that a movie has to exist for five years to exist in the library of RP. I mean, you know it. It's it's just an arbitrary standard that we set up in season one to be able to say like, oh, you absolutely, absolutely should have seen this by now. Um, and, you know, if you guys disagree wholeheartedly, like maybe let us know. It, we probably no, just won't don't change be a tot. It. Don't listen to us. Go we won't. Else. We won't change it. Uh, to be honest, we get enough notes from uh, uh, from people who have never listened to us. Uh, yeah, in person. In person, that uh, we're we're probably not going to change our model. We don't know soon. anything about our podcast, yeah. but give us a lot of uh, notes. Uh, so we probably won't change that. But that is our our regular standard. But we wanted to do something special for our tots well, because these movies are are culturally important, and they're movies that we really care deeply about and wanted to share with you guys. This is definitely the cinematic event of the year. Maybe of the last couple of years. I know we're not gonna like rate these or put these on our our list, but I'd like us to do a rating on Barbenheimer. Oh, on Barbenheimer, the Barbenheimer as, a, as, a, as, an, as, experience. A, as whole, an experience, as an experience, like, yeah. Like, it, uh, can you and I rate even though we have not yet? Experienced I'm rating based on what I've heard. Not that like feels I think incredibly that, flawed. I think that it, we're not even posting this anywhere. Yeah. Does it matter? We're posting this on Spotify. What do you what do you, what do you mean? He's talking about the ratings. Oh, like okay. The 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 hard rating. Okay. As Tyler long and ours as we, will have asterisks. As long yeah. as we hold as long as we hold that Scott and I's have an asterisk, I'm okay, okay yeah, with I'll, it. I'll update mine after I watch it this Friday. I, Same. Okay. I will go first. I will give the Barbenheimer experience. Uh, which I think is more than the sum of its parts. I think it's more than Barbie. I think it's more than Oppenheimer. I will give the Barbenheimer experience a ten out of ten. Uh it, it was so fun to do both of these things and have both of these movies come out at the same time and watch them with everybody. Uh, great experience. If you can Barbenheimer, do it. I'll go next. Uh, I, again, asterisk, have not seen Barbie. I am very excited to see Barbie. Uh, it's just been a weird couple of weeks for me, and I haven't had the chance to. Uh, but with Oppenheimer in mind... Um, it's impossible for me to rate this anything less than a 10 out of 10. Zach? I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go 10 out of 10 as well. This so it's up been, to me? I get to do what? You don't have to do anything different. You it can also is. rate. No, you don't. You can say this. Well, I mean, I but guess here's if, the, thing. the one movie you saw, you didn't 
like super and love. Also, so I guess, yeah. Scott has never rated any movie a ten, That's and he has true. famously Just said that he will not rate anything a ten. So, ever. well, this isn't a movie I'm rating though. This is an experience. An experience. Yeah. yeah. Well, but for you, it sounded like it was. Uh, you watched a mid movie and you sweat through the entire thing. <laughs> so it's probably not going to be a ten. But maybe, maybe I like that. It, uh, yeah, maybe you do. <laughs> You're right. I'll I'll let you rate it. Uh, Let's and see. I if I want this to be about a nine, I could rate this about a six. Scott's over here doing math. Play okay. him out. Anyways, um, yeah, I don't. I didn't Two get to. Up. I didn't get to. To you said ten. I did, but I didn't get to talk about why. You. T- that's what the whole episode was. <laughs> this was a very fun and exciting time for me, and. Um, now I lost my train of thought, Scott. Bummer. Go for Zach, it. No, don't play us out. <laughs> I had more to say. <laughs> well, then keep talking. That was a fake out. I took my, my headphones head- are off. Oh, yeah, I took my headphones off. I just... Oh, my God. Zach, I Zach. hate Scott. <laughs> Zach, you're enough for me. I, I, I appreciate that. Wow. You're enough as that's well. A, that's Thank a great you. Barbie Question, reference. question. It, because w- one of the th- whole things about Barbenheimer was which one comes first? We're out of time. You yeah. gotta, you gotta do this quick, fast, speed round. We don't have a time limit. On yeah, speed we wanted it to be a half hour. I have, I have a, I have a bedtime. Like, okay. speed round. I'm gonna drive an hour home. I'm, yeah. I'm curious if you guys, I because having seen Oppenheimer, I think it's insane to think that you could watch anything directly after Oppenheimer. And I think if I tried to watch Barbie after Oppenheimer, I wouldn't have uh, paid attention to a single moment. Of I Barbie. agree. It's Barbie Oppenheimer for me. It's got to be Barbie yeah, Oppenheimer. I got Oppie Barb because Barb probably has AC. Here we go. Dude, I think this episode is just going to be effed up.